It's another edition of Neff Watch, and we are talking to Joanne Cook today. Joanne is an advanced level practice renal dietitian with the Kansas City VA Medical Center. She received her bachelor's and master's of science from Kansas State University and is board certified in renal nutrition. Joanne has provided care to patients with chronic kidney disease for 27 years and has cared for VA renal patients for the past 10 years. In addition to patient care, she leads a VA work group which develops renal education materials for veterans. Welcome, jo- Joanne. Thank you. We're so glad you could join us. I am happy to talk about renal nutrition. That's one of my favorite topics. Okay, let's get started. We've just been celebrating National Nutrition Month in March. Um, so let's go right to it and tell our listeners why a healthy diet is so important for the patients who are affected by kidney diseases and how it differs from other diets. Um, and if you wouldn't mind giving us a little perspective of how different that is between those with kidney failure and those with CKD. Okay. Uh, to start with, 75% of chronic diseases, including chronic kidney disease, are related to eating our standard American diet. Our diet is really high in protein and processed foods, which contain large amounts of sodium and phosphate additives, and we often lack fruits and vegetables. So to put it briefly, after we eat those processed foods, those additives easily enter our body because they don't require digestion, and then the large load of digested protein and sodium and phosphate pass through our kidneys. This causes our chronic kidney disease patients to have increased intraglomerular pressure, and it causes some of their meds that modify angiotensin to be less effective. And so those are things that can accelerate CKD progression. So when we talk about their diet, the CKD diet reduces protein, sodium, and processed foods, but it still includes fruits and vegetables. In contrast, the ESRD diet for dialysis patients actually increases protein to offset the losses of protein that occur when they dialyze. So they benefit from selecting fresh foods, just like everyone else, and reducing processed foods because this is going to lower their intake of sodium and phosphate so they have less fluid retention and less vascular damage. The diets for CKD or ESRD are unique in their management of potassium. And Dr. Wesson noted that our CKD patients that lack those fruits and vegetables um, are often prone to metabolic acidosis, and that causes their disease to progress. So although potassium isn't restricted in early stages of CKD, patients in later stages might need to restrict it. And hemodialysis patients that only dialyze three times a week also restrict potassium because it builds up between their treatments. Oh, that's great. I wanted to ask you for our listeners' sake um, to uh, explain who Dr. Wesson is. Dr. Wesson is a nephrologist uh, that has done extensive research on the impact of diet for management of metabolic acidosis. Uh, When a a diet is lacking in fruits and vegetables, the body's tendency is to have a lot of acid buildup in the bloodstream. When that blood passes through the kidneys, it can cause disease progression. So including fruits and vegetables is a great strategy that everyone can do to reduce metabolic acidosis. And, of course, there are other medical strategies, too. I was going to ask you what some of the major hindrances are um, that prevent patients from following a kidney-healthy diet. Um, But it sounds like part of it is really just whether we're preparing our own food or not. Is that correct? 
Well, that part is very true. And, you know, we, we eat out so much and have gotten away from traditional cooking that patients really do need ideas for easily prepared, low-cost meals. So their renal dietitian can provide a meal plan for them or a lot of other benefits. Um, one of the things I've noticed is that patients are often confused. They get misinformation because they have used Dr. Google, you know, and gone on the Internet, and they are misled by outdated information that they've read. Um, and then half of our patients that have CKD also have diabetes. So it can be challenging to combine two types of diets. But um, Desiree DeWall's study showed that CKD patients that regularly met with a renal dietitian were three times less likely to require dialysis. So it is a great investment to visit a renal dietitian. And how, how easy is it for the average person in the United States to access a renal dietitian? You know, it is challenging. Most, um, most people, most lay people don't know the renal dietitian exists. Uh, they are relying on a referral from their primary care provider or their nephrologist. So if they are a veteran, they have uh, easy access. They don't require a consult. They can come and see us quite easily. However, in the private sector, they may need a referral for insurance purposes. There is a, a site that they can go to uh, to find out where their renal dietitians are located, or they can just call, if they're a veteran, they can just call their local VA and ask for the nutrition director, and she can help them locate that. Do you by chance know um, what the name of the site is? Yes. Uh, the name of the site to locate renal dietitians is on the Renal Dietitians Practice Group site, and it's renalnutrition.org, and it lists the dietitians by state. Renalnutrition.org, just like you said it. Yes. Okay. That sounds great. Um, so I guess one takeaway from this is that our listeners, if if you're not a nephrologist make sure, and you are a kidney patient, to make sure you ask for this reference or this referral, excuse me. Um, and if our listeners are, are also clinicians, is to make sure they think about sending their patients to see a dietitian. That's right. CMS is willing to pay for medical nutrition therapy from a renal dietitian. They know that a handout alone is just not going to get the job done. Um, they need more instruction than that. So if they can get that referral in the private sector and visit their renal dietitian, they'll find that's a good investment. If the person has CKD and they're not 65 and they're not in um, Medicare, uh, how are the uh, private sector uh, providers about this? Uh, if they don't have Medicare and they do have private insurance, private insurance policies generally are going to complement the CMS policy. But one would always want to check with their individual provider and see if the insurance company has any additional paperwork that has to be done. Um, are there any particular practices uh, for nephrologists and renal dietitians to adopt that can help their patients maintain a kidney-free friendly diet? Well, you know, providers already know that listening closely to patients' descriptions of their food habits and their home support and their goals are all things that help us individualize care. But the studies show doctors just don't have time to provide very extensive education. So referring to the renal dietitian is a great step for individualized care. And then dietitians always want to ask patients how confident they feel about implementing a change and then we can help them succeed one step at a time. Do you have any thoughts about the future of, of renal nutrition and what it looks like? Uh, I see a time when our national health care improves the accessibility, staffing, and utilization of renal dietitians. 
for both the prevention of chronic disease related to diet and the effective intervention at dialysis. Our National Healthy People 2020 goals for CKD are supported through that effective access to renal dietitians. So by fully utilizing renal dietitian services according to the dietitian's national scope of practice, we can prolong kidney function. That is going to reduce the need for expensive dialysis. And dietitians have already demonstrated effective management of bone mineral and nutrition care at dialysis. That reduces morbidity and mortality. So investing in nutrition is helping other investments pay off. In one of our recent podcasts, we did talk about the efforts that ASN and the VA have undertaken together to release a mobile nutrition app for patients for kidney disease. Um, are there any other projects that VA is working on that you'd like to highlight? Well, yes, there are a few projects that come to mind. Uh, the VA launched the Healthy Teaching Kitchens at centers around the nation so that dietitians can include cooking demonstrations in their nutrition education. And recently, dietitian Rebecca Schulter from the Lexington VA received a grant from the VA Center for Innovation, and they used that grant to launch their program called Healthier Kidneys Through Your Kitchen. Now, keep in mind, one in six veterans have CKD, which is higher than the civilian population. And so helping veterans apply these early interventions will have a significant impact. Another project comes to mind, uh, and it was just announced in February. Dr. Gatwood's team at the Memphis VA Medical Center published their study, and it showed that patients could be suffering from undiagnosed kidney damage even before they're aware they have diabetes. Now, keep in mind that half of diabetics develop kidney disease, and so it increases their risk of hypertension, heart, de heart disease, and death. So this step is really important because early recognition can help delay progression of disease. One final example comes from Dr. Jason Wertheim at Jesse Brown VA Medical Center in Chicago. Uh, he is one of 25 biomed engineers that are working on a project called Rebuilding a Kidney through the NIDDK. There's a shortage of kidneys for transplant, and his goal is to develop a scaffold for the growth of replacement kidney tissue that would be used to restore failing kidney function. And this would be an amazing accomplishment because there is a very long waiting list for kidneys. Well, we really appreciate you joining us. This is a lot to consider, and there's a lot here for people to think about and to follow up on. Thank you so much for joining us, Joanne. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ASN NefWatch. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drugs, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.